Good Monday morning, our favorite people. It is Mind Shit to Millions with Jesse Roy and Adrian Swanson. Welcome, everybody. Um, we're super excited to have a guest today. So we have Rhonda Travers on today, and I would love for you to introduce yourself, Rhonda. Great. Well, good morning. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm Rhonda Travers, and I am the owner of two businesses, actually. I uh, have been running a tastefully simple business for the past 14 years, where I help busy households find easy and healthy meal solutions, as well as business owners with gift-giving solutions. And then just recently, I um, departed from a 30-year corporate career and followed my dreams to open up my training and consulting business. So I now currently own Travers Training and Consulting. Oh my goodness. Congratulations, Rhonda. How exciting. I just want to give you a round of applause. That is absolutely just phenomenal for taking that leap and leaving that comfort of that 30 year corporate position. Like I know so many women who probably wish they could be like you to have the guts to do that. So congratulations for doing that. So I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are curious, like how did you finally able take that leap? Well, it's been a work in process. Um, I really was drawn throughout my career, both professionally as well as personally drawn to um, responsibilities where I can train, coach, and develop others. And so with my audit background, I really enjoyed um, training my team and training, uh, working in the department and coming up with different training curriculums to help educate and uh, empower our professionals within our department. And on the audit side, I really enjoyed educating and training business leaders on helping them understand where the risks are with their companies and how they can improve their operations. So I just love that sharing of information aspect of whatever I did professionally. And then uh, on the flip side, uh, personally, with various uh, volunteer roles that I took on, I really enjoyed um, that, that training and coaching aspect and with Tastefully Simple being part of a team and helping grow and develop a team. This, so there was a common theme was training. And so about, I would say five, six years ago, um, I hired a career coach. And the one question that resonated with me um, when we, before we even got started, because I was getting ready to jump industries after 20 years being with one employer, and I really wanted to have a strategy behind that, make, making sure I I'm, I'm had that mindset behind that. And the one question that resonated with me was, if money wasn't an object, if you didn't have to worry about bills, insurance, or anything else, what would you do? And the answer was to be in a training capacity, a coach of some sort. Didn't know what that looked like. And then because of my selectively type A personality, um, I just started to research and to start to um, network and talk to others, talk to other business owners. How did you start your training business? How did you start your consulting business? I have a special place in my heart for nonprofits. So I talked to a lot of nonprofit professionals of how did you take that leap from corporate to nonprofit? What's the difference between corporate and nonprofit? What are the needs of nonprofits? And so from there, I just kind of built that. 
And uh, 2021, as you heard the buzzword, the year of the great resignation, um, you know, this environment is conducive to people really reflecting on what do I really, really want? Um, are, is my passion and my purpose aligned? Am I achieving what I really want to achieve? Am I doing the things I want to do that gets me inspired each day? And that's where I just decided after a couple of years of doing some research that this was the time to do it and not five years from now. Because Adrian knows that uh, I had my five-year plan, that someday I was going to launch my own business. Someday I was going to keep building my tastefully simple business. And that someday is like, okay, when is that going to occur? And I started saying, well, five years, five years from now. But, you know, it's like, why? Why wait? Life is short. Life is a gift. So you might as well start doing that now. It was so fun Absolutely. to watch too, because um, it is amazing how the mind she was at someday. And I'm like, okay, let's put a date on someday, which, you know, a lot of people don't want to put the date on because that's when your brain has to start like understanding like, oh, five years. Okay. Well, once your brain gets wrapped around five years, then I watched Rhonda slowly go, well, maybe two years. Well, maybe one year. <laughs> like it's like her brain could process by putting a date on it. Her brain started to recognize like, Hey, this is going to happen. So now when is it going to happen? And I was, it was so amazing. Um, because of, because of exactly that, she just kept going and was like, no, all I need is this. She realized that what she needed was a lot less than what her brain was telling her before she put a date on it. Yeah. And was it the money? Was it a money calculation that I mean, you thought it, you needed or yeah, like what? It was, yeah. it was a lot of, um, you know, I am, uh, you know, the, the, the source income of our family. And so there's a lot of pressure involved with, you know, making the right decision. And is this a sound decision? And I am more of a thinker. So I do the analysis and things like that. But you can also have paralysis by analysis. And um, so, you know, that that was the thing. And, you know, insurance, it, it was definitely more of uh, insurance was the biggest thing. The the idea of, of, of branching out and and following where I feel like I could add the most value to this world and, and focus on those things and being able to control what I could focus on. That didn't scare me. It was it was more of the of the, you know, that insurance financial piece. Yes. And I would say that that, you know, is quite common and it's important to sit down and actually do the math because our brain can kind of, you know, assume a lot of things like, oh, I think it's going to be, you know, this much. And I think our brain just automatically like over calculates, you know, over calculates how much money that it's going to take or that we need insurance. And when you sit down and actually do the facts, and calculate and sit down and do math, then you can help your brain decide, you know, where you actually really need to be other than just kind of like doing the guessing and assuming like that's. Oh, absolutely. I'm a spreadsheet girl. So um, I, you know, put a budget together. I did analysis of what is, what are our average um, household expenses over a two year period. 
and really started talking a few years ago with our financial planner. He knew every time we came in every couple of months to put the, the extrapolations up on the, on, the, on the screen for me of what's this looking like. And I had all these different scenarios of if this, then what does that look like? And if that, what does that look like? So it really takes you know some planning and, and discussion and support within your household. My husband's very supportive of, of what I'm doing and trying to achieve. And so between just the resources, the analysis and you know, um, the, the support, you know, th those are so critical to making such a huge decision um, and, and feeling good about it. Yeah, and how fortunate you are to have a supportive husband because there's a lot of people I talk to that don't necessarily have that. And they feel like they need to have that support of their partner, their significant other, their husband in order to move forward. But in reality, we don't need that. That is just kind of like another comfort that we're searching. We're like, we really want to have, you know, the support and understanding. And maybe it's, you know, like, I wish my mom understood me or my best friend or something like that. We really, really want that in order to push forward. But in reality, that's, we don't, we don't really need that. All we need is the support of ourself and the confidence in ourself to take that leap and leave the comfort and safety of, you know, the corporate job and everything that comes along with it, the insurance and the steady paycheck and, and all of those things. So, I mean, that's amazing that you have that in your partner, that that was not something that you had to overcome. So for women who might not have that support, what would you recommend for them? I, I think it goes back to understanding what, what drives you. And what is going to make you happy? Because you, you know, if if you're not happy, that has a lot of um, impact on your health. <clears throat> it has an impact on your relationships, and so really trying to weigh out um, if, if if you're not happy in the situation you're in, what can you do to change that to make it more in alignment to who you want to be and who you want to stand for and who, what your values are and things like that. And because it might not um, seem important at the time, but over a long period of time, that really can have an impact on other areas of your life. Right. And that's an important point. You know, we get so concerned what everyone else's thoughts are about what we're doing, but it's no one else's thoughts that control our actions. We think it is. We think that, you know, if we're going to be criticized by, you know, our husband or our friend that, you know, that that means a lot if we're going to be judged, but their thoughts don't come, have any impact on us unless we allow those thoughts to have an impact on us because it's our own thoughts that drive our actions, which determine our results. So and I thought that, that was the really cool oh, part with Rhonda too, no, is that, um, you know, that it, exactly that, that like she knew what she could offer and finding that and knowing that you're going to be happy in what your skill set is. Other people don't know what your skill set is. They don't know what make you tick. You're the one that sits there and goes, you know, it's so fun. This is so fun, you know, um, cause I'm a spreadsheet girl like Rhonda too on, on the, 
you know, back end, I like to call myself an accounting nerd. And people are always like, how can that be fun? That is horrible. I'm like getting a number to zero is so satisfying. Like how weird is that? Right. But like, nobody can know what makes you tick, but you. And so it's so true that any listener out there that is worried about what someone else is thinking. They do not know you. You know you. You know what gets you excited. You know what you have to offer that makes you happy and makes you feel satisfied. Like everyone is different. So you can't listen to your best friend because what she might love might not be what you love. It might not be your thing or your spouse or your kids or anybody. So really take that time to reflect like Rhonda did and think about what do you want to do? What do you love to do? Because I think that really makes a difference in moving forward and then doing what she did, making the plan, setting the date and doing it. Yeah. And I think it's also important to really listen to those soul callings. Like I feel that we all have kind of like tinglings and notions like in our soul. I mean, if you're a Christian and believe in God, you might believe that, you know, those, those little pushes um, come from God, but I think it's so important to listen to those because those little nudges and whispers, I don't think they go away. <laughs> like if you can try to ignore them, but they're just not going to go away until you like open up to them and recognize them and go after them. Oh, I'm and- so glad you brought that up because the, the last year, um, you know, before I decided, you know what, we're going to put a date on this and we're, we're, we're going to put a bow on uh, uh, changing over from corporate to uh, sole proprietor. And every webinar that I attended, every meeting I went to, the common whisper that I had, the common theme was aligning your passion and your purpose. And I mean, that just resonated with me and uh, like w- with individuals that I met and crossed paths with. I mean, it was just the common denominator uh, for over a year. So that, that I, I love how, you know, that works out because, you know, there's a reason why you, you see something from an experience that maybe someone else didn't pull from, but that's what resonated with me on almost every um, type of webinar or um, uh, connection that I made. Right. And then, I mean, in that, I think that's, you know, like our higher purpose, like why we're here, we have to listen to those, those little nudges and pushes and whispers because you know our soul won't feel complete on our journey in this planet unless we, you know, listen to and achieve those whispers. And it might not be in alignment with what is popular with, you know, today's society or, you know, our, you know, supposed roles in the community. I'm, I don't know if anybody is watching the show, Mrs. America, but it's about the women's rights movement and just, you know, how some women were so set on just being housewives, you know, like that was their identity. And, it, and you know, other women were like, no, we are not meant to be, you know, sole providers, but it was, you know, unpopular to think that women should be anything other than housewives. So, you know, thank goodness for the women back in the seventies, you know, fighting for (laughs) our rights and, you know, and challenging that. But, you know, even today, I think there are still societal roles put upon that, that it might feel really uncomfortable to us to challenge that, but it's so important to like, listen to whatever it is in your, your gut, your soul, your, 
know, your prayers to fulfill that in our journeys. For sure. I totally agree. I mean, it's just like, there's so many times we ignore that because of what's going on around us or what somebody in our support group or our supporters say. And really when it comes down to it, it's like Rhonda said, life is short and it's your life, you know, and you need to find those whispers and find those callings and listen to them. Yes. So you've done that fabulously. You didn't allow it to take five years. So that is super amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What are you finding though, now that you've taken that leap, you've made that decision, you've left corporate, you're building two businesses. What is your biggest challenge right now? I think my, my, my biggest challenge is um, probably consistency with a new approach to my day. Um, it's quite different uh, with, uh, you know, what, what, how your day is uh, developing from a corporate standpoint to now, you know, you wake up every day, I can do anything I want. And so providing that consistency so I can have good balance between um, my two passions, you know, my, my passion of helping others through um, uh, my taste with simple business, but then my passion through helping small business and, non- and nonprofits through my training and consulting. So, and then, you know, establishing that credibility. Now, thankfully with my taste with simple business, I've had that go- going for um, several years. And so I need to build from that. But with my training consulting business, I'm starting with the ground zero and, and being able to develop the credibility of here's what I can offer. Here's how I can service others so that I am aligning and adding the most value I can in the areas that are in my wheelhouse. So that's probably the biggest challenge is just developing that momentum. And uh, that's through consistency and just taking a different approach to things. So what does consistency look like to you? Because I think that can, I mean, that is definitely a buzzword. Like we are, we hear that a lot on our page. I want to be consistent. I want to be consistent. I want to be consistent. And I would like people to throw that word away because she likes to say, throw that dookie in the trash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because when we think we need to be consistent, it means in our reality, we're not being consistent. And then that just puts more pressure on ourselves. We're like, oh my gosh, I have to be consistent in order to be successful. And I don't believe that to be true. I don't think being consistent determines your value or your production or your worth or anything, but it's definitely a popular word out there that people are like, you need to be this, you need to be this, you need to be that. But all that does is put pressure on ourselves. And when we're trying to be consistent, we're looking for the how and it doesn't show up, right? Like you've been trying to figure out how to be consistent and how has that been working out? Well, Adrian will know. Uh, it, it's kind of a little bit of a roller coaster right now. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I, the, the pressure's there, you know, and yeah. the pressure's all internal. You know, we, we are our own worst enemies and mm-hmm. we would not talk to our girlfriends the way we talk to ourselves. And, you know, that's an important thing to always remember. And that's something I, I always work on is, you know, we are our own worst enemies. So probably a better word for consistent is either pillars or foundation. 
having the right foundation that if you're covering, you know, if you if you want to have three different pillars and that you're achieving those on a daily basis and, and, and throughout that word consistency, I like that idea um, is, OK, am I have did I cover my three main pillars today? Do I have a good foundation to build from? However, that might be, because with a foundation, you can go anywhere. But as long as you have your your critical components and your and your foundation, that's going to help stabilize you and, and give you the strength and the courage you need to get through that day, that week, that month. And have you found your foundation yet? I'm building it. I, I have a pretty good one. And, uh, you know, I, I, I am a life learner. I, I don't believe that someone can achieve perfection, um, that there's always room to grow. There's always room to refine and there's always room to strengthen. And so th those are the things that always are just critical pieces to the foundation, because if not, you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be outdated. You don't want to be so rigid that anything that comes your way, you're, you're, you're so rigid in your thinking that you lose a huge opportunity because it's not within your confines of, of how you're thinking. So, you know, you need to still have that flexibility. So there's always room to strengthen and grow. Yes, absolutely. And I also want to challenge you also, um, because you did say there's like a right foundation. So I feel like you're like searching for the right pillars to support your business. And again, you're kind of like spending time and searching out like the how and the right way to do something when it's actually flipped. Like you just need to start taking action and stop spending so much time in your headspace trying to figure things out and just go do the stuff that you want to do when you are feeling inspired and empowered. Because that will be the best action for you to take. When you're sitting there trying to figure out like, what's the best way to support my business? How do I build a solid foundation? That's like assuming that there's a right way to do that. And there's not like, there's not a right way. And there are not three perfect pillars for your foundation. It can be, and like you said, fluid, but I still feel like how you're talking about it, like you're like in search of the perfect. Just find that right recipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what if you already have the right recipe? I mean, like, I, and, you know, Rhonda and I have talked about this. So I think it's funny that Jesse kind of clued in on the same thing is that um, there is no right, right? Your way is right. You've been successful. You've been doing successful things, um, doing it the way you have been. And the pressure is only coming from the fact that you think it's not right in quotations, you know, even though your customers love you, you just promoted, you know, all these amazing things have happened because you've been doing it that your way, you know? And so instead of maybe searching for something different or some perfect foundation, knowing that you're doing it perfectly right now. And what do you, how do you, how do you feel about being messy? I get like the sensation from you that you have very high expectations of yourself. 
and that things must be done very orderly and very properly. And you have to achieve success right out of the, you know, right out of the gate. Like, what if you just were a big mess? Now, Adrian, have you been given some cliff notes? Actually, the funny thing is I haven't. That's why I'm dying laughing over here because I'm like, I told Jesse, I said, Jesse, I'm not going to tell you much about this because I want this to be like the typical when we have people come on, we don't really know a whole lot. We're just kind of going to help them through whatever they're working through. So I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> Jesse's picking up on what, what you're throwing down. <laughs> You, you, you have hit an, the nail on the head there <laughs> is one of the things that I need to work on is the messiness of life and that it's okay. And sometimes that's where it generates opportunity, creativity, and empowerment is through messiness uh, versus what I think is what it should be and getting the word should out of my brain and you know how things should be and that's probably the biggest challenge is is uh, that undue pressure because of what I have that vision in my head of what it should be and I have to keep thinking why do I think this way because what I think is uh, an expectation might be a little bit higher than, than others of what I set for myself and um, what might be a different expectation for others, you know, might work. It just, uh, yeah, you, you couldn't have said it any better. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Did you see her eyes when you said mess, Jess? She was like, mess, what? <laughs> No, like my life is orderly. Like I am sure you are very organized, run a tight ship, have a calendar, you know, you follow your calendar, you know, to a T and there's like no deviations. I feel like there's oh, just like, I call it selectively. I, over the years have definitely let a lot go, uh, uh, awesome. versus maybe 10, 20 awesome. years ago. So I, Bravo um, for that growth. Yes, it's, uh, I let a lot fly that probably 20 years ago, I would have been mortified, but you know, it's, it is what it is and life happens. And that's a term I use quite a bit is life happens. And, yeah, you know, in, it, it's just funny that, you know, in my corporate world, I was always good with that. I had to be agile. I had to be go with the flow. I had to be change management. I had to be the direction that I provided for my teams because change was always happening and we had to go with the flow. We had to be resilient. We had to be everything. And so it's just so funny that, that now that I don't have that to reflect on and it's just me, it's just a whole different ball game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're having to create a new identity for mm -hmm. yourself. And that can be, you know, a little bit challenging. That can definitely feel uncomfortable because you're like, who am I, who am I now? that I don't have to answer to all these corporate rules. And it's either, it's easier to help others and provide guidance to others than it is to like, like instill that in yourself, you know, and then that, that's for me. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's easier to go with the flow externally uh, with whatever I'm working on, with whatever I'm doing. But when it comes to that internal 
pillar or foundation or, or whatnot, it's just, it's just so different that that, that's the P that transition that that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is the more you get better at helping yourself and redefining yourself, the better you will be showing up for the others in your world. Because once we can lead ourselves, the rest just kind of follows. And I think that's Absolutely. such an important thing, like lead yourself. Um, it's so funny that you said that, Jesse, because Rhonda and I literally just had this conversation that like, you know, that is what you have to do. You have to be a leader to yourself. So the things that you would say to someone that is in need or trouble or coming to you for advice, you should say to yourself because you know, you wouldn't say to yourself, you know, you, you wouldn't tell your best friend like, oh, well, I mean, you're dumb. And that's, yeah, that's why you're worthless. I mean, you wouldn't say that. Like you would never say that. And if we could just lead ourselves the same way we would lead someone else, like Rhonda said, give yourself, you know, a little bit of grace and understand that your brain is being mean to you. I don't know why, but it likes to do that. And you have to stop it because you are the only person. So when you can start leading yourself and treating yourself like a leader would treat someone else, you're going to have that grace and that, um, knowing that you are good enough and everything you do is good enough the way you're doing it. Yes. Can you try new things? Can you make things better? Can you set higher goals? Absolutely. You can do all those things, but the way you're doing it is still genuine to you. And that makes it right. Yes. And I would just want to encourage you to expand your willingness to not do it right. So you've come a long way, like in the past 10 or 20 years, but right now you're resisting. There is like this force against wanting to do it wrong because you believe that there is a way to do it right. So there's like the resistance. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to ponder this. I have to get up my spreadsheets. I have to think about this so that I can figure it all out first so that I can, you know, show up as perfect Rhonda, you know, with, with the pats on her head and the rubs on her back and, you know, all of that stuff that we really want. But it's that resistance that is really, really just stopping you from finding out those answers. That makes sense because I, I just find that I'm almost reverting back to 10, 20 years ago of, you know, now that I'm in a different, in, you know, capacity uh, than, than, you know, um, corporate is I'm reverting back to, you know, wanting to have it all figured out. And, you know, mm -hmm. up until now, you know, I was just, I think it goes back to comfort is I knew the drill. I, I, I was very comfortable in my corporate career. And so I could go with the flow. It was no big deal. And, you know, you just roll with the punches and you move on and you get things done. And it, I'm just, yeah, I'm finding that some of those tendencies that I worked so hard on over the years are coming back because I'm in a new environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And our brain just wants to know the quickest distance. It's like, how can I quickly get from here, starting my new business to, you know, superstar, whatever you want your income to be. Yes. But you're trying to figure out all of these little dots and stops along the way when, what if you just started and decided that you already are Rhonda, superstar leader of her Tastefully Simple team and her consulting business? Like, what if you just went boop and started believing the end point instead of trying to figure it all out along the way? No, that makes that sense. That, that, <laughs> that would feel like, what great. Is, what does your brain say though? There's like some underlying talk there's underlying chatter that like, when I say, just go from here to here and forget all this mess in the middle, what's it saying? Well, it's a, a word that uh, Adrian and I uh, just recently discussed and that's believe. Yeah. And, 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 and believing in the mm-hmm. end goal without knowing what the details are in between. Yes. And, uh, so and the that, knowing that, that you're already there, like the belief and the knowing that you are that Rhonda. That is who you are. You are the superstar. You are the gold leader that has another business that is killing it. You're already that Rhonda. So then it goes back to internal perception. Yes. Yes. And internal perception. I mean, I have a feeling that the way you said that is you're like, but my insides say no. So you can just know that your insides are it's just, it's just lying to you because it, it's easier for your brain to stay right here and tell you all the lies so that you don't make it to that end point. Which is sad because I want to make it to that end point. Right. <laughs> right. So you exactly. already are at that end point. <laughs> you already are the amazing Rhonda. And when you can <laughs> feel that now all that will just come without specific points. Like Jesse said, you'll just, those points will just happen as they may. And all of a sudden you already are that Rhonda. That's where you are. And if you can believe that now, all those things happen without all this pressure. And that is the magic that we want to give you. Like uh, there's a lot of things that I know as a coach, like logically I know but working with my coach, you know, she like gives me permission, you know, so we give you permission to claim the identity, the title as gold leader and superstar consulting Rhonda. Permission granted, you may wear the crown. (laughs) (laughs) And for all of our listeners out there, you guys have the permission to already be that person. And so we want to thank you, Rhonda, so much for coming on. And we're looking forward to hearing about how you work in your daily life to recognize you already are superstar, amazing Rhonda. And all of our listeners, you are our superstar, amazing listeners. Drive to change your mind shit to millions. We'll see you next week.